Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 52 of Trial by Fire. This is the Christmas week episode. So if you guys are sitting there with full bellies, uh, maybe a little bit tipsy, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you've got something to listen to and something to wrap your ears around and chill out for the evening. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great holiday and happy to be part of it. Today, the episode we are listening to, or we are talking about rather, is this concept of leadership. And it's a topic that I've wanted to cover for quite a, while, a long time, but I kind of didn't really know how to approach it or what angle to take with it. Journeyman Handicrafts in the UK, shout out to, to Journeyman Handicrafts. You should check him out on Instagram if you can. But he had suggested this to me a while back and I did it. It was something that I wanted to talk about because I am, I have been for the last maybe eight months been digesting the history around arctic and antarctic exploration in the early part of the 20th century kind of like 19 1900 up to like 1930 i believe was the kind of the pinnacle or the golden age of kind of antarctic exploration you had people like shackleton and scott and all these and been trying to digest those trips through audiobooks and things like that and articles and and things and one of the one of the things that comes up time and time again in those books is this idea of leadership how have these antarctic leaders and explorers kind of gotten themselves out of horribly difficult situations like extremely grim circumstances where the chances of survival were like sometimes 10 to 1 and a lot of the time it was down to good leadership and good skills and you know obviously a extremely competent skill set along with good leadership um and like shackleton for example his ego actually got them in trouble quite a lot and they got stuck in the sea ice in the pack ice and ended up spending a year like just basically on their ship before it ultimately was claimed by the by the pack ice which led them to an epic journey across the Weddell Sea to get themselves back to safety. Extremely fascinating story. And a lot of it was down to good leadership and not necessarily from Shackleton himself, but also their captain and, and some other people. Um, so these stories are like super interesting to me. I think the best way to discuss this was through, well, Jeremias had the idea of talking to one of his old teachers from um, the Finnish Outdoor Academy. Um, and the great thing about that is that they spend essentially a whole year um, just learning and training about uh, around the idea of group dynamics and leadership training and all of those sort of things, troubleshooting and, and the likes. And I, I, the way the course works, it breaks down into two years. You're going to hear a lot more about it on this in this conversation. But the way it basically works is that the first year is all around the hard skills, kayaking, climbing, navigation and all of those things. And then the second year is the more conceptual stuff like you're talking about or like we're talking about here, the idea of being an effective leader, being able to make choices and to deal with different group dynamics, different levels of skill set, different expectations, all of these things. And we got we, we the person we have on today with us is Eric Rudels, who is Jeremias' old teacher, as I said, and he's based in Åland which is an island in the Gulf of Bothnia, which is basically that body of water between Sweden and Finland. And he runs a sea, sea kayaking company out of there. Uh, but he's also has been a tutor and a, and a lecturer and a trainer at um, 
the Finnish Outdoor Academy for a number of years and is extremely knowledgeable in this area. Um, so I really hope you enjoy this conversation and I hope you guys are having a great Christmas and we'll be back next year, 2022, with some brand new stuff. Not sure exactly what the first episode is going to be like yet, but I also wanted to just take this opportunity to thank all of you for being part of the conversation this year. It was a bit of a rocky start with moving and all that stuff and trying to get a, a solid space to record in and things. But I think we've kind of hit a nice flow now. And yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes and have done this year. Um, if you want to support the show, as always, you can check out Patreon. It really helps. As I said, it helps us run this thing all the subscriptions and, and all of that stuff. It, it, it's, it can't tell you how much that helps. So thanks everybody this year who has subscribed to our Patreon. And if you are interested, you can find us on there. You'll also get access to exclusive episodes, bonus content, uh, merchandise and all that sort of good stuff. So um, yeah, so check that out if you get a chance. Um, and in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Um, enjoy your new year and we will see you in 2022 so uh yeah take um, care Miguel, guys thank you so much for coming and talking to us today um you and Jeremias have kind of got a professional uh sort of history together and um you know this was Jeremias's idea to kind of get you on based on this kind of topic that we were, would like to talk to today um so i think a lot of this conversation is going to be centered around Jeremias and yourself. Um, obviously, I'm going to chip in and stuff, but it's really cool to see um, that you guys have a kind of a working relationship together. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your background and how you guys know each other and uh, and kind of where you're where you're at at the moment? I used to be Jeremias's teacher, uh, and he used to be my student, and then. In our line of work, or at least at at the school where I let work, the day that you graduate, you become a colleague, and uh, and the line between coaches and and uh, teachers and instructors and guides is sort of blurry. So 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 yeah, we go with colleagues. Uh, yeah, I think I think I started in two thousand twelve, if I remember correctly, and finished in fourteen. So I did the two year. Uh, at Outdoor Academy um, and that's yeah we, we've talked about Outdoor Academy before as a school and uh, a little bit of, a, of it as a concept but um, if you want to tell us a little bit more about Outdoor Academy Eric and sort of I don't, I don't know maybe maybe why it's needed in in today's sort of uh, guiding climate because right now whether it's in in Sweden or in Finland in Scandinavia in general there is no um legal or work requirement that you have a guide education or a mountain leadership education yeah well well the finland is one of the few countries in at least in europe where i think switzerland is the other one where 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 there's a government funded uh guide school uh so you actually study to become a wilderness guide and uh, and the terms have changed in the later years, so now it's sort of a bigger like we it's it's more like uh, you study these nature topics, and and then different schools can sort of specialize in 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 different areas. Uh, but one of the traditional ones has been the wilderness guide, wilderness and nature guide is sort of, is the 
the Finnish and, and Swedish term for it. Uh, and uh, and you get government funding, uh, and and there's uh, and there's uh, there's uh, what do you call it an, an exam that is specified, uh, but you can choose like there, there's 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 a few mandatory parts of the exam, and then there's a few voluntary ones, or not voluntary, but you can sort of pick and choose. Uh, which, like, you could, for instance, you could work with dogs and 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 have like a part of your exam being 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 like, and like how to work in the outdoors with animals. Or, well, there, there there's lots to, cho- to choose from, and um, so so uh, so then different schools specializes in in different areas, uh, and also of course students decide themselves where they where they want to go with their studies. Ours is the longest. Uh, in all of Finland, like we're the only school that that runs the program for a full two years, uh, and there's no curriculum from the government what we should teach. There's only the only definitions are in the exam, which makes it makes it sort of a cool concept, at least to me, because that means that there's no one telling me what and how to teach, uh, as long as our students uh, gets through the exam, and and I don't know in like, like how or how 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 this makes sense to anyone, but but like you can you can I think the the shortest program is is two or three months, might be even shorter in Finland that you can take and then uh, do the exam and become a wilderness guard, and and uh, what we've done is we've 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 sort of we have that, of course, the wilderness guard exam in mind. But but I think what's sort of special with Outdoor Academy is that we've decided that we're gonna we're gonna try and make uh, as good of a guide for the Nordic countries as we can can with the with the funding we have, and then that that gov- government wilderness guide exam sort of comes as a side product of that. As well as the Swedish mountain leader Fjelledar norm is so also sort of included, but those are they're they're almost like tagging along by by not by accident but but sort of uh, th- th- those two exams happens as we do the outdoor academy thing if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing for me that makes it so special, um, I discovered it based on, uh, I think actually my, um, my girlfriend's, uh, sister, uh, was kind of, had been training up in Kokkola cause it's only an hour and 20 minutes from where I am. Well, I'm down in Vasa now. Um, and it, and it told me about this like outdoor Academy and I went on the website and checked it out and I couldn't believe that there was a two year program of this caliber that existed because, Coming from the UK, well, I'm from Ireland, but um, a UK Ireland based sort of outdoor uh, school or system or any sort of education is normally revolving around, like you said, like doing a mountaineers course or getting your like sort of mountaineer um, qualifications, which includes maybe first aid. And that's probably about the extent of it. And then beyond that, you kind of, 
you, you can do various courses. Uh, and I think it's probably the same in the US. You do like, you know, you can do weekend courses, you can do, you know, maybe a couple of weeks courses. I know there's a couple of very specialized ones in like Denmark where you can train for a full year with, you know, uh, kind of more primitive living skills and that kind of thing. But the, the extent to which you seem to train people in a variation of skill sets, be that mountaineering, climbing, sea kayaking, you know, all of these things, not to mention like the leadership skills involved, which are arguably a whole other skill set in and of themselves. I think it's an unbelievably um, extensive course. And I've, I, well, personally, I've never seen anything like it. So I think it's, it's a really cool thing that you guys are doing. I'm super envious of anybody that gets to, uh, gets the opportunity to train with you guys. Well, that, that's nice to hear. I, I, I think there's, there's like, there's a few other long, term things and 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 there's there's good solutions in like like for instance in uh, uh well in the uk or in wales for instance uh uh at plasy brennan you could probably like hang around there for a couple of years and 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 uh, and learn even more more skills but of course it's it's sort of a concept uh that that's been evolving over 20 years now the the outdoor academy one and 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 yeah i think it's good i think it's good uh th- that's why i'm i'm we're sort of sticking with it uh because uh we we believe that that uh well there's a lot of things that, <laughs> that we believe but but there's there, but there's but but it's important i i've the problem uh or the the other solution that you were sort of looking at or sort of pointing out that you can t- take different courses and and add leadership skills and first aid and all that stuff to 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 the whatever discipline you're 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 into at the moment and then add disciplines all that works uh but uh there, there's something there's something special about uh committing to the group process and and learning it sort of from the inside uh it, it it's so so we spend the the first year is sort of a smorgasbord of experiences at the same time as where the students are living close literally literally on top of each other for a year and 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 it, and this creates at least you get a really really good chance to get to know one another and and you live group process you 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 know how it feels when 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 the the honeymoon phase ends and you're you're actually arguing and there's no way you can go because you're in the middle of nowhere and it's a storm and you're in that situation and you have to sort it out or solve solve it somehow and if you end up like solving it by by just like being quiet or sitting in your little group with your friends and forgetting about the other ones, you're going to have the same experience on the next trip and on the next trip and on the next trip. So you sort of know in the back of your mind uh, that that you really you have to sort of bite the bullet and actually work with this stuff. And that's sort of the basis for the leadership training at the second in the second year. So so you're gonna of course if you work in this line of business, you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna learn that stuff. You're gonna have those experiences anyway. But but that means you're gonna have it in the field while you're working and it's it's gonna be like uh, then it's the real deal and, and you have to start sorting it out 
what you're mentioning there is uh, something that I think Yermes and I had really wanted to touch on in this conversation in particular was this idea around group dynamics. And and for me, I think I, I had a kind of a burning question about this was the fact that, um, in my opinion, at least leadership and the way in which it is portrayed or the way in which it is talked about in society and in sort of uh, in society is, is more about, you know, an inherent personality trait if someone is not a natural leader versus someone who is you know a natural you know commander or general you know whatever is this something that can be learned and taught because i think i'm thinking about uh something like for example just to compare it to something when we when somebody says that like they're not artistic or they can't draw um i think i think it's kind of an unfair statement to make because you know, of course, if you don't practice drawing, then you're not going to be good at drawing no more than if you didn't practice how to play guitar, you wouldn't be good at guitar. But for some reason, we assign the ability to be artistic as something that's built into you, either you have it or you don't. And I think leadership kind of falls into that category as well. We kind of think about people that are leaders as whether they're natural leaders or they're not. And I, my question is, can that be taught? Is there people that come into the course that at the beginning just feel, you know, they don't seem like uh, leaders for want of a better word, but by the time they leave, they've got this sort of, they've learned this ability. Like what can we do? Even if somebody who isn't going to your, to your classes or your course, what can we do in our daily lives to maybe train ourselves to maybe be better leaders or just maybe be more assertive or more, uh, confident in our decision-making? My firm belief and opinion is that, that anybody can be a leader, uh, that, that none of that, uh, born to or characteristics, yada yada, is actually valid. Um, the the one that the ones that 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 wants to lead, and 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 sort of what what would be the word like like if you you're gonna you're gonna have to find your way of leading, uh, uh, and that's up to each and every one of us to to find find your own leadership role or roles i would say because because we need many of them uh, but it's definitely teachable uh, and even more so learnable i had so many many <laughs> many pointers i wanted to but 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 yeah so so anybody can lead that that that's that's where we we start up from many of the students who who come to study at Outdoor Academy has that same question that you just put out. And, and, uh, and in the end, you were saying these words like, how can I be more affirmative or something like that? And, and that's also sort of, we have this, we sort of, this has been sort of a lifelong struggle for, for, for me, or at least as like a career long struggle. The leadership roles, like the models for, for, for the leadership has been this, young strong men who's been pushing boundaries and like models like we we, we have like armored sense and nonsense and uh, edmund hillary's and whatnot like who, who's who's sort of young to middle-aged uh wild males uh who who who's who's been pu- pushing the envelope and and of course uh there's there's other big adventures been made during this time as well and before these guys 
that we don't know about for 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 obvious reasons. So so, but we ended up with this. That's sort of the model that everybody, not everybody, of course, but when I started twenty years ago, that that's what was sort of expected, and and I sort of fit that profile. So I got away easy, but I've seen I've seen seen people who didn't, who's been been struggling to 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 show their worth and and how good they are because of these stupid little little things as or like length or strength or whatever Mm. i mean it's 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 really yeah and yeah it it does it's really interesting to to hear you talk about this because i I was talking to porig uh before you came in on the call and i was saying that i cannot remember if you guys talked about it you as the teacher so you and, and and the other other crew or if this is something or something that I've reflected over afterwards, but the second year, like the main takeaway that I have from that, it is like how grateful I am that the group that we had was so extremely diversity, diversive in backgrounds, uh, age, genders, and just personalities, because it sort of made the guide training or instructor training or whatever you want to call it leadership training it made it very very real because there's no like doesn't matter where you work in the world maybe in 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 uh, sweden and finland mostly that you're, you'll be working with a homogenous group but if you work with international guests you're never really going to work with a homogenous group so being able to deal with different different people's cultures different people's ideas of worldviews different like ages and what that means and then different just worldviews in general like that was my main takeaway of course you got the mountain leadership uh, certificate and you got got the you, you, you got the nature uh, guide and wilderness guide certificate but my main thing was like Man, this is this is this is a crash course in how to deal with people and whatever outdoor skills that I've gotten is is just a a plus because I mean anyone yeah and and in in in, 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 in in reality anyone can can anyone can show someone how to drive a snowmobile mm. if it is on a well marked track well marked trail groomed like you know anyone can do that like it doesn't it does not take a a a, a rocket scientist to do any of that stuff anyone can walk on snowshoes. But to actually deal with people when they are in a bad situation or when things does not go as planned, that's sort of where this stuff that you guys are teaching and what what I've been learning, that's where it's that's where the value is, I feel like. But do you do you remember I'm I'm this is sort of a personal interest of mine, but do do you remember yet yeah, sort of when 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 did you have that that sort of realization that that this is like was it at school already or was it afterwards that you were sort of uh that you realized that it's actually more about the people skills than about the papers or the technical skills it definitely started at school but it was not necessarily as defined because the second the second year as i remember it now it is seven years ago since i finished but the second year was so the first year was you know all of the cool stuff that you see on Facebook and Instagram, you know, on cliffs, skiing, kayaking, you know, all of these things that you're, you know, you're out camping and out in the Swedish mountains and whatnot. 
Now, the second year, you're doing all of those things, but you don't necessarily have the, for lack of a better term, uh, mental capacity to take photos of it all the time because you are so, whether you think of it or not, for me at least, you are so embedded in trying to learn and understand group dynamics and how to deal with these situations. And you're sort of being put in a, I, I guess it's a calculated risk situation where you are the guide of the day. And because you know everyone, it's even harder because you know what this person likes, you know what this person doesn't like, you know, you know, sort of, it, it's almost, it's like you want to do your best, but you feel like you're not, you, you are there with your peers and you don't want to take that space because you don't want to, you know, upset anyone because uh, you know what people like. So, so it was sort of, I definitely, understood it the during the second year but i could not necessarily put words on it because it felt all of a sudden it felt super real you know from tagging along walking behind you on 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 ski mountaineering or walking behind yusef or climbing behind david or whatever it is it's like that's easy but then take away that and you're there you're responsible it's like all right they got real real quickly here and then do it, learning that in a safe environment was probably the, the the biggest thing that I can take away from it. Of course, there's a lot of skills that are more than valuable, um, but just the soft skills. No, but skills are easily taught or or learned afterwards, or like like so so it is. And of course, you can I guess learn people's skills as well. But 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 yeah, uh, I'm asking because because. I, I, I've, it's probably the most common comment of any sorts that I get from my students is how hard it is to to lead or teach or instruct, guide one's peers, and 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 uh, and and in a sense it is, but but like it's so valuable, like the feedback you can get and like the response you can get because you actually like, like those are, are the becomes the models that you can reflect upon. Okay. So I had this classmate, she reacted like this in this situation. And that's sort of the same as this fellow that's on my snowmobile right now. So, okay. So, so what, what was like, so, so, so like having that, that sort of, heterogenic but but like tight group of 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 students the second year that can sort of bounce ideas of each other is probably way more valuable than any what any teachers can do as long as that as long as they get that culture going so that's also like something we really can't sell like you're gonna have that because it's up to the group whether whether they actually can like if if they get to that point or not, we of course we help them and try to facilitate it as best, I mean, as best we can. You you do you do some some uh, uh, thinking before uh, on the diversity of the group before people even you know arrive at the school. So the ones that are um, what's the word I'm looking for? The ones that are good um, gender, like the one the ones that are. Uh, Oh man, what is the word I'm looking for? Accepted. Thank you. Yeah. The ones that are accepted to school, it's not just by like putting all names in a hat and then pulling a name out. 
it is a little bit more thought of. So you have that diversity, as I've understood it. And as I said, like this is yeah, this is based, try, based but on it's, my it's really hard. Yeah. Like yeah, so so right now with COVID, it changed, and actually it might have changed even at some sense for the better. But but yeah, so the, the I'm sort of guessing that somebody out there might try to apply. So I might. <laughs> uh, uh, like there, there's uh, so you yeah so you, you 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 write an application to the school and uh, and then we have like uh, like now there's a teams meeting one in English one in Swedish uh, where where we tell you everything uh, about the school how it works scare scare everybody about like how much how much how much you're actually gonna be outside intent smelling each other uh and and that's probably the 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 most like draining part of the the whole education uh and even though we say it everybody still have their downs where they have too much of their classmates and then and then we have a then there's a there's a personal interview with one or two of the the teachers like in teams or something over skype and then uh and then there's a possibility to to meet alumni at different places around uh, uh, the Nordic countries, and and we try to to pick those places, of course, where we have alumni that actually can do it, but also depending on where the different applicants come from. So there there would be like one in Stockholm, one in Gothenburg, maybe in Malmo, and one in Turku and Helsinki, maybe some one in 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 Ostrobotnia somewhere, and. And maybe one in Kalix, if there's many around Yeres Hood, and 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 then hopefully the applicants would go to one of these meets and actually like talk to the alumni, uh, and 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 try to get this picture of of what the school's like. Uh, and when Yeres started, then there was this firmer like 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 a weekend where everybody who could came to the school and and all the interviews and was was there interacting at the school uh but this is almost better because we get more like me time with every applicant uh and 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 we can sort of double check and triple check that 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 they understood and asked all the questions and so on uh but of course we have a harder time as teachers to to get that feel uh for what type of persons each and every individual are compared to what you would have if you'd sit around the fire for a night or, or two but we've been re- relying relying on alumni for this even before even with the old version we we the alumni did a good like was a important part of the puzzle figuring out who's who who who, who could actually fit at the school and it's yeah, a mix i i think that probably Obviously, the the ability of the uh, alumni having kind of have having those leadership skills to begin with is inherent. It, it, a skill set that is inherent in that is the ability to read people and to, like you said, see look across a dynamic group of people or a sort of diverse group of people and to be able to see maybe okay they look like they might need a bit more help here or they look like they'd be strong there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that probably helps. But I, I kind of wanted to go back and just uh, talk a little bit about, because um, you kind of touched on something that I found really interesting um, in the last question around the idea of the 
perceived idea of what a leader looks like, the likes of Shackleton and, and things like that. And I kind of like, I just thought of like a really interesting quote. And I think it's almost, it's pretty apt here. It's the woman, Nan Shepard, uh, who wrote The Living Mountain, who like very famously was like a very quiet woman and just for all intents and purposes, an absolute badass, lived in, in the Cairngorms and, and basically spent her whole life there. But one of the things that I, or one of the quotes that I find really interesting is, um, she said that like to aim for the highest point is not the only way to climb a mountain. And I think that kind of rings true to me because I think there is this very sort of, um, or the idea of a leader or something like this notion of the only way it's very much like conquering something or achieving something by aiming for the top where in actual fact, some of the best leaders in the world have been, uh, people that are lateral thinkers that are able to actually, um, be one of the group like again just actually speaking about Shackleton one of the perfect examples because I think Shackleton is obviously a lot of people consider him like a super charismatic leader and all this kind of thing but actually his skill set and his lack of um, being able to listen to his captain of his ship kind of got them into the predicament that they got themselves into to begin with and it actually then ended up falling on the shoulders of Worsley their captain to kind of get them out of the shit storm that he had brought him into and he was one of the guys he was one he was a captain of course but he was he relied on his skill set and his ability to get them out of those problems that their leader uh in inverted commas in inverted commas had kind of gotten them into so at what point does the arrogance and the lack of ability or the lack of sort of understanding as to the situation you're in actually cloud your mind if you are trying to be a strong leader when in actual fact you should be able to read the crowd a bit easier i mean i suppose that's a kind of a long way around what you guys are talking about mm -hmm. but but i think uh, it's interesting uh, but i think you're actually right like like you're gonna you if if you're of course leadership is by tradition somehow measured by results and of course if the results are peaks or or uh, polls or whatever uh you, you you get like a different story in in a sense or or if it's getting everybody but 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 in our case where in our case when we're leaders like every day and i and 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 if you want to go like really out there you could say that everybody's leading every day if it like themselves and and their their close ones and so on and trying trying to manage this weird world but 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 if it if we keep it uh in in the outdoor industry uh and and especially if when you're talking about instructors coaches teachers i it's the people who who can bring out it sounds sort of corny, but the ones who can bring the, out the best in everybody uh, in this sort of melting pot that a group is and make it work, that's sort of the leadership trade. Uh, and, 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 and the opposite of that is, is having like funnel vision and, and being very, very goal-oriented oriented and, 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 and missing all these other possibilities of growth. Uh, there's so many possibilities for growth in in the outdoors so so that would definitely be one 
one where where leadership is her sort of experience in within the Karen Gorms was about going across the mountains and actually being able to like you said not just aiming for the highest point but actually seeing all this stuff that was maybe lost in the middle bits if you were if all you had was this tunnel vision of trying to reach a particular goal and so then the idea then like that I'm thinking about is is a leader someone who can get you to the top or is a leader that somebody who can get everybody home safely and obviously there's nuances within both of those things but you know just because uh yeah i mean obviously shackleton's crew just to bring it back to that they all made it alive every single person on that crew made it home alive um but that wasn't necessarily due to shackleton's leadership that was actually probably in spite of his leadership uh and and there's good of course things in in that as knowing when when to let your captain do the navigating and not do it yourself and so on but but yeah (laughs) there's multiple lessons in to to take in from that uh story but uh you were you were talking a little bit about it eric about what you know you mentioned go uh coaches and guides and leaders and what the what the the leader is able to sort of pull out the the best out of a person but how would you sort of define or if there is even a difference between a leader a guide instructor or a coach like are these different things based on who the person is uh, calling themselves x y and z or does all of them have similar traits or similar uh, capabilities as Mm. managing people we that make sense we 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 run like in in or I run uh, at Outdoor Academy. I, I I usually have this day or half a day on 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 where on leadership. There's many days on leadership, but this this particular day we we sort of bounce the ideas of 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 what's instructing and what's guiding, and and then the students uh, like try to box things and and when are you guiding and when are you instructing and 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 when it's a core, is it a course or is it an an uh, an expedition or is it a, just a, what's up level say in English and and uh, an experience or and so if it's an experience that does that mean that you're guiding and no longer instructing and so on and 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 at the end of this day, uh, it's really a big mess. Uh, because all of you need you need instructor and coaching skills to be able to guide and you need what and and it's like just defining what's a guiding skill is sort of hard because people see it differently like for someone is the guide in the the guy sort of speaking in the front of a bus that's guiding and then you just do the same thing on skis tell tell people about what they're seeing and 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 someone else like 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 yeah so so it so to me it's it's all the same like like instructing and coaching of course that means that you have to put more emphasis on didactics and uh pedagogies what pedagogy and and how 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 you actually get people to learn stuff whereas a guide maybe maybe 
dives deeper into the nature he and or she is actually in or or whatever but but it's i i think you're gonna like you're gonna at least in scandinavia you're in the nordic countries you're you're gonna end up doing all of that (laughs) and sometimes on the same trip yeah yeah that's 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 very true like you can take it to like as a guide or or leader or instructor or whatever it is that that you are or define as i guess it is like it could be the simplest snowmobile tour that someone gets stuck and then you have to deal with something then you need to be a good leader otherwise you might be you know complete have a complete meltdown because you can't get the snowmobile out for example or that might be because you have not been a good instructor two hours prior when you were showing them how to drive a snowmobile or it might be because you were a poor guide and made a bad made made a bad uh, trail decision so like i agree that all of these things are sort of they're all the, they're they're all the same, uh, but it can be easy for people to try and define themselves in one way or another based on what it is that you're doing. Like, of course, if you're teaching a skill, you might say that you're an instructor, but you have to be just as much of a good leader and a a uh, guide in the outdoors to make people feel comfortable and and understand sort of where they got, they're going to take their x skill to get to the goal if that makes sense like it's it's i I agree that it's it's all just a blurry 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 mess and now when you're talking about it i have a vague memory of us discussing this and it is yeah we, we 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 as i can remember it we could not come up with anything like it was a discussion about high and low everything in between yeah, being a leader and instructor and it's just it's just a huge mess when you start to look at the details and what yeah. category falls into what i just i'm i'm listening to yet and i agree i mean mess is my word but it's a positive mess like it's a mess to learn from and 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 it's like a good mess to dig into because you need to sort of you need to like listening to yet now it's sort of cool because he, did you hear like in his head the trail choice was a guiding skill and the instructing of the snowmobile was an instructor like like in sort of when you do it you sort of need to where know where you're at with your customers what what hats you're wearing when but but yeah mm. yeah because i think um the ability to be able to teach something or teach a skill or instruct a skill and the the actual hard skills of like like the, like I always think of it as an example and a very basic example is like teachers we had in school you know we've all had teachers that of course they understand the curriculum but they're just like the ability to be able to like impart that knowledge in sort of an inspiring way to children or to be able to make it relatable or explain it in a way that's digestible to kids some teachers are just really bad at that and then and then we have you know Mrs. Whoever who was my history teacher who was so easily able to explain to me the 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 reason why World War Two came about, and as a result, history was my favorite stu- you know uh, class in school. I think uh, these are all personality traits, you know. And I think what you're talking about there, Jeremy, is that and yeah, the hats. Like, what a nuanced sort of conversation to have with yourself in your head as you are trying to go about your day with 
a group of guests, you know, and I think that's a, it's a lot easier said than done, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nothing that goes on through my head when I'm there because that's just something that you have to deal with. No, I suppose the, you're, at, yeah, you're at, intellectualizing at, at it now. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. now yeah. when I'm sort of, yeah, intellectualizing it, it's it sort of, I can distinguish those things or I, I can't necessarily distinguish those things. That would be a lie. I can see logic in why one would think in these different ways based on the label I decide to put on these different things. So, and the, the, that, that, that is something completely different than how you actually act when you're out there. Cause it's always easier to be, you know, a smart person uh, after an event, after a tour, you can always, you can all, you can always right. be the, <laughs> I right, you can always be the intelligent person when you have all the answers. Um, Captain but yeah, hindsight. but when 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 you're there, it's nothing. And 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 I guess that that that. that but I think our students are thinking about that quite a lot. Like during the like like in I mean, you're like, yeah, has done this for a few years now, and 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 it becomes second nature, of course, and you bounce between those roles. But I think in the beginning, you 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 you're actually sort of, I was. They, they have like this feedback to themselves or tell tell us that they were sort of too caught up in the route choice. So they missed the, like the weather change and that they needed to like, yeah, they, so, so I, I think it's it like knowing it's all a mess, but also trying to sort of find that red line to follow uh, so so that so that it works for you in your leadership persona, because some 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 people I might never guide, and some people maybe always guide and never coach or whatever. Yeah. And I think you touched on something there, and um, I don't know maybe maybe you answered this already, but I think um, the the ability to sort of know how you would act in a scenario based on like maybe your history, you know, maybe on your training and stuff, because like you know, in an emergency or potentially like the disaster scenario, whatever, like a lot of people don't really know how they would react in that situation until they're in it. Um, and, you know, I guess you could simulate it in ways. I mean, are there ways to simulate a sense of um, urgency and maybe time constraints and things can be imposed on, on tasks in order to kind of put a sense of panic and stuff into situations. But, you know, is there a level of self-awareness that we can see in which we, you know, how we might perform or how we can alter or improve our actions for when the real situation comes about. Yeah, there are, there's, there's many way it's not bulletproof. So in a sense, you're right. You never know how you're going to react because we're weird creatures and have like weird histories and we never know what what's coming back to haunt us and and what 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 situation initiates what but in general uh if you prepare and think scenarios through uh train scenarios have have uh, have have like training incidents or or if you're uh or if you have an incident but there's a teacher with you so so if it's if it's depending on the situation maybe you end up sorting it as a as a 
group or as a class or as a leader of the day without the teacher's help or not. But there's there, there's levels of this, of course. But but I'd say the more you train for that, the better you become. And 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 I'm I have this analogy that works on me. I'm not a hundred percent if it works with everybody else. But to me, there's like when I'm guiding or teaching or doing a trip with where where I. I have some sort of responsibility. It's almost like this scroll list, like one of these curtains that drops down on 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 your computer, and there's a lot of shit on that shit list, and there's always something that's on top that's the most, and that's called risk analysis or the the work you do when you when you're actually judging different risks around you. And and then of course when something bad is is on on top of that list you try to mitigate it do something uh, hypothermia is at risk well okay let's get everybody their down jackets okay so not that now now that's not my top priority anymore now something else is my biggest priority and then I sort that and and of course you want to have as small problems as possible. Uh, at that list all the time but if you work if you always keep that 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 uh, curtain or that scroll list down or like so that you can see it of course you 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 become slowly crazy but 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 it's it's uh, it's it's real it's it's a really really good tool uh, to always sort of keep on top of your game and then when you put that in a practice sense, so at school or whenever, when you're out with your friends, you can, you can like use this in a first aid scenario. You can create triage, you can create all these things uh, so that you can practice your choices and, and, and being, it's, it's a lot about like, yeah, that's, I've heard him in, in the other episodes as well, talking about like being preemptive, like having, having warm clothes with you knowing who to call so 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 that you're not thinking about who's going to get you when your snowmobile dies in the middle of nowhere you know who's the closest neighbor and and that is home and so on so so uh my answer would be yeah you can definitely practice and and the more you practice the less is the risk for panic or or bad judgment that risk analysis is something that i find really fascinating as well because um i think it can almost be to a detriment if somebody learns a plan or tries to like i mean obviously drilling is important and having a plan a b and c in place but if somebody is really um stuck to their sort of what they would do if a b and c happened then I mean, like, you know, that famous quote, it's like, no plan survives the first contact with the enemy. Or or I think, as Mike Tyson <laughs> says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. But um, I think one of those things is that when people find themselves in a situation, they think that maybe their priority is getting water when in actual fact the sun is destroying their skin or... You know, so actually shelter was probably more likely to be the thing they should have been prioritizing. But I think at least just from what the stuff that I've read, I suppose it's very much intellectualizing uh, disaster and situations wherein somebody thinks that they have learned a particular like 
checklist to, okay, first thing I need to deal, deal with is get water. When in actual fact, yeah, water was probably not their top priority. It was actually hypothermia. Um, how do you, yeah, like maybe it is planning or maybe it is drilling and stuff, but like, how do you, how do you plan for those things? Like what is there? There must be some sort of, I just have to, yeah, go on. Sorry. I just have to chime in and for I sure. might, I do not know if I, if I did this before, but if I didn't, I can finally find someone to blame or my wife, Hannah can find someone to blame because it makes her crazy sometimes because I do the exact same thing as you do, Eric. Like if we're out on the tour or it doesn't matter what we do, I start at the worst case scenario, mentally figure out how to deal with that, mentally figure out how to deal with that, mentally figure out how to deal with that until we're at the point where it's like, all right, let's just do it. Like it doesn't matter. And, and that doesn't matter if it is taking out a huge group on, on a dark trip or if we're going out to the mountains ourselves, like what is the worst, what is the worst thing that can happen? And then I work backwards from there. And I don't know if I did that before or not, but Hannah has someone to blame. <laughs> you can put it on me as long as I'm on all and at least you can. You can blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's 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 super interesting to hear you talk about it because I I as I said I don't I do not know if this is a learned skill from from the school I can definitely relate that uh, what you're talking about to uh, what uh, what the, the question that Porig had is how can you train it because I do have these vivid memories of uh, knowing I know I knew that we were not necessarily like we had one day where. Uh, we were guides for the group so I was a guide for the my peers and we were ski touring in in uh, in the Swedish mountains and even if it was not necessarily avalanche terrain or dangerous terrain in that way there is a a really good good bad and very bad making I'm simplifying it right now choice of walking up to the top of the mountain to then ski down and standing there knowing what the risks are knowing that you have your peers there that might be like on the same page as you are in being able to evaluate which route is the good one to take really puts you in that situation of am i gonna make a really bad decision right now without it having those yeah, without without having, um, without having the risks of a you know really really bad situation. So those things like it, mentally, it creates that um, area where you, as a person in your mind, have to work through these like what is the actual best choice here? Because it is even if none of those choices are would be necessarily uh, lethal for anyone in the group, they're still like this would have been better. And having that, um, having having the peers and the teachers being able to relay that information back to you, but also relying on you to make a good judgment and good decision, puts you in that mental stressful situation where you are actually testing yourself without it being a life or death uh, situation. Man, the only time that I've ever had to do that um, was when I was doing like uh, my canoe training, and 
I mean, everybody says that, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would be, uh, you know, able to make the right decision in that particular point in time. And like we had been drilling all day and the particular drill that we were working on was, you know, uh, having two a two canoe scenario where one of them topples and to get everybody from the other canoe into your canoe and then together we can turn the other one over, etc. And in this particular like scenario, I was the one that had to like basically instruct okay can we get this guy to go around this side of the boat okay you stay there um okay we'll grab etc and i completely froze like and i would have i would have thought that i would be good at that but i wasn't and it's just like and it's kind of just what i was talking about there what it what and and particularly because everybody that i was training with were also experienced canoeists so i was like what do you think i should do when they were like hey dude you're the you're the like leader here right now and I completely was like, oh, should we? And I was asking them, should we do this? Should we do that? And it was just, it was so hard to feel like I was making the right decision, knowing that everybody around me was just as qualified to do this job as I was. And getting it right is, I mean, there is no right. That's the frustrating thing. I, and so, so, yeah, so, so, so a lot of times it's, and, and I, I put that, I mean, I think that, that you, you have to, like have one of those experiences that you just talked about uh, to 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 maybe realize that that's a problem, like not making any decisions. Uh, so so you it, it 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 like it might be that if you start if you just sit and think about stuff, doing it the wrong way would have been faster. Uh, there, there's this fellows from uh, University of Lancashire, uh, Collins and Collins, and they've, they've done research on, uh, on, on, on many topics that's interesting in our line of work. But one of the cooler parts is the environment we work in. They've just decided that all who works in this sort of business, they, they call them adventure coaches. So they get like a really, really broad spectrum of people's information when they do research and have, have this get information. But but they call the working environment they they've they've coined this term hyperdynamic. I, I I can't remember the research on that how, how it was actually made, but the guide work is actually so dynamic or, or so so complex that it's that, that that it's more complex than firefighters or police or lawyers or something else because there's so many moving yeah so many what ifs you got weather you got like put someone on the water and you have wind and drifting and 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 all that stuff so this and and you have the group with all all the people and all the people's different opinions and so on so it's so it's super super complex uh it's also uh the, the sort of funny or funny the hard part is that you can't you can't really solve it sort of the checklist way as you would on an airplane like like having have having all or ticking all the boxes all the time and that's how you how you avoid everything uh, whereas we we can sort of have some some of that in in place and and that's how 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 uh what do you call it mundig like like uh authorities are trying to yeah authorities try to sort of regulate our the business right right now by by putting more and more of these like safety plans and and uh, and those sort of things in place and they're good and then they but the point of them is to make people think ahead sort of having that scroll list uh, popping out 
up so that people actually are prepared for for what 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 can happen but the work itself is so dynamic so so you're 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 actually never going to have the perfect solution uh, or or if you have it you don't know whether it was the perfect solution or not because there's so many variables all the time so and and you have to be working in this in this line of work you have to sort of be okay with that that you never sort of get the feedback like your customers might say like perfect lovely you got us out of it or or you got us into it or whatever they're going to feedback you on but 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 it's but you never you never know mm. yeah yeah, that ambiguity is an interesting one. And I think, Jeremias, you had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as well to me, was this, um, does the Im- the imposing of sort of rules and regulations actually hinder the ability to be able to um, make decisions for fear of, of making the wrong decision? And, it, you know, I always say, like, most accidents happen not through actions, but through inaction. Yeah. I mean, there, there's 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 so many rabbit holes, like philo- philosophical rabbit holes, you can go into this, and also examples of of uh, inactions or actions or. But I mean, in 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 the end of the day, it is, I guess, as a as a leader, guide, and instructor, or whatnot, it is to have. It is to have a. It's to have experience in your backpack or under your belt to be able to figure out situations on the fly, if that makes sense. Like, cause if, if you have no experience, if you're taking a group out ski touring in the mountains, if you have no experience, you have no idea what problems you might stumble up on. But if you have experience, you might actually be able to, all right, there was this binding that broke. I can fix that. So you sort of have to be a little bit of a, I guess a, a a mechanic, a repairman, a a seamstress sometimes, or yeah, it, you have to like. There's so many of these things that you sort of have to embody to be able to. For me, at least, uh, my my personal opinion is to 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 be able to comfortably know that i do not have all the answers and i cannot foresee all the things that can happen but hopefully i have the tool belt um, both mentally and physically to be able to deal with x y or z whether it's a person that just thinks it's cold outside or someone popped their shoulder because they crashed or a snowmobile caught on fire or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be you have to be able to deal with all of those scenarios all those all those things happened in two weeks four years ago in the winter. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, another story, but like, um, you, 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 you've been, the outdoor Academy has been around for about 20 years and you've been in it for about 10 or so, Eric. Uh, it's worse than that. It, I've, I've been <laughs> outdoor Academy started in 95. So, so we're, we're, uh, we're, coming dangerously close to 30 and uh, and I started in Kronoby in 06 but there was a brief moment for a couple of years when there was a school in in, uh, in on the Åland Islands which where I was working under the same sort of umbrella so so 04 was actually where I started like yeah 
under the Outdoor Academy name. And that was also when we sort of decided to create Outdoor Academy. That was when the name, when we went English, well, the school is still Swedish, but when we started calling us Outdoor Academy before that, it was Wild Marks Guide, I don't know. Okay. So the, the, that, that translates to the, to the wilderness guides. Yeah. But how, uh, like, from being uh, this knee-deep into it, I guess, how do you see that the sort of leadership uh, slash guide training has evolved, like both from a student perspective uh, and also from your perspective as the teacher of these skills, both hard and soft skills? Mm, yeah, it's 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 evolved in in. Uh, I started in at Outdoor Academy myself, ninety seven to ninety nine, uh, and that was an El Dorado. Uh, we we there weren't many regulations at all, and and if there were any, I think our teachers didn't know about them. So, so we, so, so it was a lot of, yeah, we, we, we used this sort of experiential learning in a quite pure form where we planned something, we made, we went out to do it and then we evaluated afterwards and learned that way. So it was really very, very student driven. Of course, budgets weren't the best and there was only one class. So we studied for two years and then a new class started. Much was different, but but there was like no regulations. That's sort of the biggest difference. And also sort of no sort of no rules, no preset good practice, best practice ideas. And then what's happened is that it's been it's become more and more regulated and uh, I think it's good in many ways and it's it's probably brought the safety in the business on a whole to a, a really high level or well a, a much higher level let's say that but then I feel like teaching like students when they come to outdoor academy they would like to have all the all the different certificates as soon as possible and well and that also means when i started there were no certificates now there's quite many that you actually get but and and it's sort of like the certificate is more important than the than the knowledge uh, in the students eyes so they're sort of pushing or training or or trying until they get the paper and then you sort of lose it or that might be the case and it's not the case for everybody of course but but this they're sort of we're creating this culture uh, when when you have the paper and you can sort of post it on Instagram, then you're made. Uh, whereas the we try to push this point where we say that the, it's not the certificates doing the guiding; it's going to be you, and the certificate isn't bulletproofed for you. So so. It, it 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 like the guys who did the certificate aren't gonna know what fuck ups you're prone to do, so so it, it, that just just getting that paper won't help you necessarily. So the business become more and and it and it's even like like uh, when they change like every five years or ten years or something they're changing the the wilderness guide exam criteria. And and the business want to have that lighter as well, like catering for this sort of Christmas tourism that is really big in Finland. 
and and there's big forces who would like it to be like they don't need to know how to stay in a t- like a guide wouldn't necessarily have to know how to pitch a tent it's more important that they can pick the right size of an overall for someone who's going out for a short dog, dog sledding trip and it's sort of true uh in 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 a sense but 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 i'm not in that sort of part of the park at all uh so 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 there's this um, arm wrestle going on uh in my head at least on how much are we going to cr- try and mitigate by regulations and certificates and rules and and plans and and how much uh are we going to use sort of this experience based learning to actually create that like and and now we're back at sort of the beginning when 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 I like to ask myself the question well which one of these models will bring out that leadership persona out of you is it is it is it the one with the fat stack of of certificates or or is it this person who's been who who's been who's been planning doing and evaluating trip after trip after trip with different people and different groups and different constellations and different weathers and logged 200 nights in a tent versus the one who's just done 100 weekend courses. The 100 weekend courses is good, but 10 weekend courses. So, so, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, I yeah. feel that's sort of the... It, it, uh, it, it, it definitely does because it is something... Um, that in another outdoors bushcraft podcast that I, that I listened to, uh, that he uh, it's Paul Kirkley and he had some I think it was American or Canadian I can never really remember, but he's a canoeist and he came over to the UK and held a course for a seminar or whatever it was, and he could not necessarily stop laughing. Uh, and I'm, I'm not putting any judgment on on Brits here whatsoever, but he couldn't necessarily stop laughing because, as he as he described it, people were paddling in this calm lake with a life jacket, of course, as you should, but also with a helmet, because that is a skill that is being taught as you should have as a security measurement when you're in, you know, pad paddling paddling whitewater and things like that. So it is the, I can definitely see that of how the that's where the sort of experience and yeah regulations but also that that I, I don't know but just from from my uh my point of view that is sort of where the you know the skills but you lack the experience to make the judgment of when is these things uh needed and relevant and I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about, Eric, where, you know, you have this, you know, you want all the certificates and everything. And of course, I definitely did want that, too, because like that that, that, that is the selling point. Like it, it's it, you, you, you get something out of the, the, the school and things like that. But it is I have a friend that once said that, you know, anyone can be an instructor as long as I know more than you can just be a little bit, I can teach you. So I can be an instructor, but just being that like logging 200 nights, that is on a completely different level that might not have that fast gratification as 
here you did a weekend course so now you know um how to light a you fire know how to, you know you know how you know you, you you know how to light a fire you know how to canoe now you did yeah. two days with Erik Rudels you know how to see kayak now like here go mm-hmm. paddle around finland mm. but i think Jeremy, uh just one just to touch on one thing that you mentioned there was the, the the idea with the helmets in in like a calm lake and stuff and yeah it is it is hilarious but i think um i've heard it from people here as well uh, well no, sorry not here in finland but when i lived in ireland was this like um almost bull wrapping of um scouts and so even when they were walking through the woods uh they had to wear helmets for fear of like you know low-hanging branches and things like that and it becomes ridiculous but um i think at least in the uk that idea of having to wear a helmet and stuff it's almost a result of overly like insurance like insurance companies like wanting you to do a b and c Um, and also there's this like huge culture of suing uh outdoor companies for damages for people tripping or breaking ankles and falling and stuff so i think that is a an effort on the part of a company to protect themselves against uh clients should they choose to um sue or something and i think culturally and um the way in which people exist in nature here or coexist with nature in sweden and finland and and the likes in scandinavia is a lot different than the way they experience it in the uk and i think that's probably one of the main reasons why we see less of this sort of um bubble wrapping for want of a better word of people because there's less of a culture of suing someone if you fall out off a tree i think i think just the i think the cultures are completely different and so that's probably why there was a at least that that would be my thoughts on that um and i mean i po- I, the, I can 100 uh, i can 100 understand that but it's just the mm. the idea of of skills versus versus experience i guess mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah 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 that comes yeah, no, into sure. play and the, the mindset around this totally totally but yeah it is it is super interesting but mm. you eric do you think do you think um like do outdoor leaders and you you were talking about the the uh, people you know that had done that uh, very interesting research but do you think that outdoor leaders and and guides might have to carry some extra skills that you might not see in other leadership roles as a corporate leader or as a you know, whatever whatever leadership you role that you might have that's not necessarily based in the outdoors mm. yeah uh, i think they need to be able to take care of themselves outdoors because it, it sort of becomes sort of Maslovian in a way. Like you have to be warm and well fed to make those good decisions. Uh, and, and, uh, so, so you, you, it sort of comes, even though I, I'm, I'm always saying that it's 90% people skills, uh, and it might be 95% people skills, but you have to get yourself to that level of proficiency where you're not thinking about how to take care of yourself at all. That's all like on autopilot, uh, to be, to be able to, to actually see every guest or customer for who they are and what they need. Looking at the world today, you know, (laughs) you can, you, you, (laughs) the, the criteria to be a leader is, really <laughs> that's a broad spectrum I, I i feel so 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 but but 
I think the people who end up being good leaders, whether corporate or outdoor, are the ones who, who, who respect their, their clients, co-workers, whatever they are, and, 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 and really have like, like some, the, like the common, the common good as their, as their, I wouldn't say core values, but, but like, like who, who, who's not like, you, you can't really do things for yourself. Uh, and, and some, sometimes it, it's a win-win. Many times it's a win-win. Like, I, I feel that way that, that, that sometimes the best solution for me personally is, is also the best solution for the group. But, but, but you, you, you really have to put yourself in, in, in sort of in the backseat. Uh, at, at least the good leaders I've, I've had the benefit of knowing has all been that way. They've always done it for everybody but themselves. Well, that's, that's yeah. That, that's that's very interesting. Like it's it's touching a little bit about on on it with the the difference between a good and a bad leader. Like of course a, a bad leader are able to get results as well. Um, maybe not with the um, ethics and 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 more more morals in 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 aligning with that. But like there's. There's so many different leadership styles, uh, and I feel to to narrow it down, like how are these different leadership styles? If you, for example, say this like very very direct, um, for lack of a better term, military style leadership versus a more a like comforting pedagogic leadership kind of thing, like how how can they be applicable in different situation or? In situations or is one not necessarily needed over the other one or like how do you see the different leadership styles that are out there in regards to being able to lead people in the outdoors where there's a lot of other factors than the average safety net if you will yeah that that's exactly like that that's what we call it what we teach situational leadership and it's and it's on this axis where you have an autocratic dictator in one end and an abdicratic less fair whatever you want you word you want to use slot go in swedish like someone who 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 lets the reins go and 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 let everybody like fend for themselves and then you have everything in between and in some leadership situations you want to call that that middle ground democratic and I don't like that word because I'm 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 all for it in politics and so on. But 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 this this democracy has this 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 inert problem that it depends on more than half of the group being right, and that's hardly ever the case. And when it's a life and death call, you don't want to go by that. So, so it, so, so, so you, so, so, you, so, so you, so you have this axis from from autocratic to abdicratic, and and there's different styles to coach these different levels, uh, or or lead these different levels would probably be be a better word. So you 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 would be like uh, uh, in in the dictator end of stuff you'd you'd be calling that telling 
would would probably be your leadership style. You you just have somebody flip their 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 snowmobile or 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 maybe they let go of a of a of a, a sled team and 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 you have to go chase that down so you're sort of pointing with your hand and you're telling that person to to sit by that tree not move anywhere drink your tea <laughs> and and then and, and and whatever that might be whereas uh 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 for me my second year students doing some trip that doing some maybe maybe ski mountaineering on a mountain we've been before I might delegate that whole trip to them and just tag along like my my role would maybe called be called joining would be like the most abdicratic version of this spectrum and then there's delegating and coaching and selling and and all these other cool <laughs> terms but 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 there's but but you're you're sharing the responsibility uh sometimes in secret uh some sometimes some you might be like starting with having your customers feel they have a have an opinion or that they that their uh their opinion is actually valid when it's not and then when their opinion starts to actually get valid then 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 they then you maybe maybe you present choices that is where where it's sort of easy to pick the right choice and then when they get better you maybe start shutting up and telling them that this is up to to you guys you have to sort this one out so so you so yeah and and we call that I, i i should have had a graph with all the right words in english and so on to do to do this justice but you but you can you can probably find situational leadership and in uh, in uh, like you could probably google it and 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 get some sort of cool graph going going from one end of the spectrum to the other um, one one small question i did have was eric would would you have any sort of um maybe some books or some sort of sources that maybe people can because i'm just thinking about this myself i would love to know more about the different modes of leadership that you're talking about would there be any books or like maybe some links or documents or maybe even youtube videos that you could recommend you can put links in the description or whatever it is <laughs> so we, I, I, I so i so I, i i can try to 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 get you some titles yeah yeah on, yeah. On, yeah that would be amazing yeah it's such a fascinating topic to me like i really find it, it so is, interesting it is it is not, i i'm i'm just sitting here thinking a little bit and uh, talking about it from the perspective of that axis that you're that you were mentioning eric and making uh customers or guests or whatever it might be when you're in in a guide or leadership position or instructor position whatever that you're what you define your your role is in 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 that group unless you are a teacher i guess as you are in 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 your situation most of the time eric me as a guide i have to always remember that i am there to serve the guest and make sure that they have a good and safe time and hopefully experience what they had expected so you cannot necessarily have a very 
hard attitude to guests because that might throw them off completely. And even if you have the best time of your life, your guests might have the worst time of their life because of how you fall far off that axis to one side. So even if even if the expectations, managing expectations, that is really like in the end of the day, being a guide and that, that's why like Hannah and I we do we do private stuff only we only do uh, and that's not necessarily a good business model from a, a monetary perspective of like if there's two people that books it we're not booking anyone else that day but that is a way for us to manage expectations so if these guests from is for argument's sake they're from Saudi this couple is from Saudi and they're not used to being out in minus 15 or minus 20 that is okay because we can deal with their expectations by giving them a fantastic experience, take them back home. We can have lunch inside our house, in our kitchen, you know, make a fire, cuddle dogs. But if we would have a, a couple from Saudi and one couple from the Netherlands and one couple from the UK, we all of a sudden have uh, not just three different groups that we need to that we need to manage their expectations. We have six different individuals where we need to manage six different expectations. And that's and really, really normal. Each in, in yeah, the that is, Exactly. Yeah. That is very normal. And that, that, that is why we decided to go away from that to be able to really, I guess, uh, like stay on that axis of being be able to be more soft, uh, for lack of a better term, with all of our decisions to be able to make sure that we know that we are sort of in this service industry where we're lucky enough that people and the world is in the in the situation it is that people actually can travel up to where we are to go on a tour with us because that is a luxury that we have to be able to do that so we sort of need to be humble towards that and not just as soon as they come stand there and yell at them that they cannot let go of the dog team we sort of need to be very humble towards that that they never seen snow maybe and be able, being able to teach that but 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 they but they also they also they're also request they they also need like you need to be firm and explain that this is you can't you can't like there's your dogs go have fun you 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 have you so so the so so the, the yeah so there's there's a point at that axis where you want to hit spot on every time and it's going to be a different point with the Saudis and the Dutch and the yeah. English and yeah. it, it 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 is really it, it and it, that that changes from one minute to the other so you do the instruction you tell them how absolutely full of serious this is with your best serious phase and then two seconds after you have to be like all right you'll get you'll you'll you'll, you'll you, you you can do it let's go and then if something happens if they fall you see that nothing happens you still need to be like remember you need to hold on to the sled and then still be able to be um, positive enough so that they don't feel like they're completely defeated so on, on, on that axis, it is it, 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 it now when I start to think about it more, it's, it's well, I think, I think, no, no, but you, I think you're me. I think you, uh, you don't do yourself enough credit because the first, our very first interaction, you and I, as like a, our first meeting was literally that relationship was you were an instructor or a lead, a guide. And I was just there to like be guided essentially. And 
uh, I think after maybe 20 minutes or so, we were on the, on the trail, you were like, Hey, you want to stand on the back of the, you know, the, the, uh, the dog sled? I was like, yeah, sure. And I thought when I was on it, I was like, this is a piece of cake. And I think probably that's the best, uh, compliment that you can give to someone as an effective leader or an effective instructor in the sense that the people that are under there, like guidance or instruction or, 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 you know, whatever, feel like it's easy because the, the person that's with them is making it accessible. And I remember, like, honestly, I remember being on the back of the, of the dog sled and going, this feels like it's almost too easy. You know what I mean? Not too easy, but I felt like this is probably more difficult. If I was by myself, obviously, and everything wasn't lined up literally for me, it was basically paint by numbers at that point. But but I think that is something that is required of an effective instructor is the ability to make someone feel like it's a walk in the park. You know, it's easy. And if that's the goal, I mean, maybe the goal is to introduce a bit of, uh, you know, friction for the person so that they do have a sense of accomplishment or, you know, overcoming some sort of obstacles. So like, at what point do you make it more difficult for them? Do you turn the dials up a little bit? Okay, now we're going to remove this because you know, you're obviously very good at A, B, and C. So let's take this away and see if you're still blah, blah, blah. You know, what is the expectation there? I suppose, again, yeah, that comes down to managing the expectation of the client, doesn't it? Yeah, it it, it does. And I mean, uh, for as, as, as a guide working with international guests, and this is like it's sort of a running joke as in 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 the guiding community uh as far as i know is that you become for uh better and wor- and worse you become very very good at judging people based on the information that you get from the person uh when you first see them when they start talking when they walk how they hold themselves, where they're from, you know, all of these things, like you need to make a snap judgment of how much information do I need to make, give to this person so that they can safely carry out the activity that we're going to do without them feeling like they are idiots because you are in the end of the day, it, 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 you, you are in the service industry. It's not, of course, you can go out on your own expeditions, I guess, as far as far and wide, wide as you want. But when you're working with people, you're making sure that they have a good experience. And that's sometimes a little bit hard to, you know, remember because you, you, you have ba- balance because you want to have a good experience. But you also need to make sure that this person that barely has ever seen snow knows what they're doing. Yeah, and you have, to, I, I think the people who end up doing this for longer than 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 three or four years, they they get their kicks from seeing other people succeeding or or not not that you're 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 not you're not doing dog sledding trips for yourself. Any or you might do them for themselves, but then you're alone or with friends, and and then but 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 the work part you 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 need to in enjoy the fact that you 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 give someone else the the experience or or because otherwise it it doesn't yeah you 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 have to have the customer in 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 mind all the time 
yeah for sure but i mean eric it's been like such a such an awesome pleasure to talk to you i think uh i would love to kind of pick your brain a little bit more and as i said uh i think what you guys are doing in the uh, outdoor academy here in finland is is nothing short of uh yeah it's it's such a cool thing to see uh taking place and i was only saying to my 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 girlfriend today is like i was watching uh one of the trailers i think it was one of the showreels from last year maybe and it's like oh man i wish i i I would fucking love to do that course like and i think you guys are doing something really cool um but before we wrap this up yermias or eric is there anything that you guys would like to kind of like touch base on or touch on uh before we kind of um finish up this uh podcast no i mean uh, i'm 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 very happy to sort of hear um this 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 conversation is almost like peeking behind the curtains for me you know being like i uh, in 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 one way yeah for sure but it's like like i said like i've had these ideas and i don't know if if there is that eric and or the other teacher has said that with the group diversity and working on the group dynamic and sort of what i took away from that not necessarily the skills but just working with people um but i was a student and then we had a student teacher relationship and now we're like eric said we're we're colleagues but still there is this like you know sort of what's happening behind the curtains like you know uh, that is so interesting to hear about uh for me yeah well it's what you're thinking as as a leader i think yeah yeah but i I really think that's so cool and i love the fact that you guys have obviously have a working relationship together you know each other and you know it's the first time for me on this podcast at least that i've well maybe with uh with our last uh, episode yermius also one of your guests but um just it's cool to see the dynamic between you two and to kind of have that conversation because for me like i'm the least experienced of all three of us i'm only in this you know, maybe five, six years, uh, you know, just literally getting outside. And so to hear uh, to completely like experience accomplished people in this uh, as an industry, I think for me uh, is really, really interesting to be able to pick your guys' brains and to see this sort of dynamic and the types of conversations that maybe are happening because it was one of the things that I wanted to achieve with this podcast from the very, very beginning was that the outdoors, in my opinion, wasn't being... Uh, approached in a in an in a conversational way, sort of an intellectual way, in in sort of having proper conversations around like these sort of things. What it is to be a leader, what it is to be a the difference between bushcraft and blah blah blah. You know all of these things, and and it was one of the main reasons why I kind of got this podcast together. So I mean, it's it's awesome, and you know, I thank thanks for both of you guys for for kind of uh, using this platform to kind of have mm-hmm. these discussions. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think you're like the few episodes I've I've listened to. I think they're they're actually I I like the one with Toby, like was was amazing and all this baseline stuff. It's sort of to me it's 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 sort of the same as this leadership question, like 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 being being able to sort of to to sort of take the pulse or feeling the situation you're in and knowing and this is back to this Collins and Collins that talk they've they've also done a few pieces on 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 like gut feeling decisions and 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 it's not of course it's not it it's it's not gut feeling as I think I'm 
gonna go for it. It's 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 gut feeling as you've been doing stuff so long, so that you start there, there's there's something tingling in your spine uh, when when there's a danger on the horizon, and you can't even you can't even. It's like silent knowledge. You can't you you can't put words on it. You'll just know that something's off. Like, and 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 uh, I I agree. There there's there's uh, yeah there's a place to talk about this this these subjects more. And I and I, I I love it that you guys like let each other talk talk to talatipunkt. You say in Swedish like talk to to the. <laughs> to the dot or the end of the sentences and so on so that so that it so that that uh, many of these questions you 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 bring up is complicated and 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 they need they, they need they need their time it's, it's i i like it a lot and i and i of course i and i think the school as well is is very very grateful for the interest you you've shown uh to outdoor academy and uh and and it, it I, I I'm I'm not I don't know if I've did a, a too good a job of 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 selling the school here. Uh, but but if I if I if I if I if I caused more questions, you can you can you can email the school. I'm at a sabbatical for this this uh, uh, semester, so someone else <laughs> will will answer that email. But but it's. Uh, uh yeah it's it, it was great getting the opportunity and it's not it's not just a a uh, sabbatical for anything you're gonna turn in the, the sailing boat that you have you're gonna turn into a full living quarter which is quite cool yeah we, we're so it's not it's, yeah that's you're, that's you're 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 living what you're teaching <laughs> well i don't I'm, I'm not i'm trying to yeah right now i'm trying to end a two-year sailboat refit that has blown both time and monetary budgets tenfold uh but but yeah so so there's uh, uh i don't know if i'm trying to teach that i'm trying to to teach simpler ways of 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 of, uh, of getting your adventures than <laughs> than that but right. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for for this spring, and I'm I am looking forward to it. That's so if you if you ever see if you ever see a big, tall not big but tall bearded, skinny man around the Orland Islands or the Finnish archipelago, make sure you wave and and say hi. It's very likely, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so Eric and uh, Jeremias and myself, uh, we've it's been an, a, as always an awesome conversation with you guys, and uh, thank you so much for coming on, Eric. But um, yeah, t- until the next episode, guys, um, take care. I hope you guys have a good Christmas. This is the last episode before the Christmas break. Uh, Jeremias and I will be back in January with lots of cool ideas and and guests and we've also got a course that we're both running together uh from Jeremias's homestead and hopefully 
having listened to this conversation uh, you get a bit more of an idea as to what it is that we are trying to achieve um so yeah so if you guys are interested in that um, of course we'll be talking more about that in the coming months um but until the next time and until next year uh have a great year and a great christmas and um yeah we'll talk to you soon take care happy holidays Thank you.